Well, Jason, here we are. It's our Christmas episode. We're back, and it's time for our yearly tradition where we're going to look at something with a little more holiday flavor, Brendan. A little more holiday flavor. Not on the list. Not on the list. It's uh, Our podcast is called For Screen. I'm Country. And I'm Brendan. And I'm Jason. And uh, yeah, that's what we're going to do. So let's, uh, let's talk about what we're going to get into this week. Hey, uh, boys, what's going on? Oh. Santa! I knew I'd see you boys again. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas, Jason. Merry Christmas, Brandon. Merry Christmas to the two, three, four beers you got on the table. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Wow, it's an, it's great to see you again. How are you oh, doing? Oh, man, it is a stressful time of year for me. You know that. Mm-hmm. You know this time of year is real stressful. But I'm feeling good. I am strong. I am virile. I am out there. I am mingling. I'm seeing as many people as possible. I'm going house to house. I don't even have to do it yet. You know I do it on Christmas Eve. But uh. Santa, I also just want to say, I know people can't see this um, mm. because we're in audio format. Show, but, show. But I really appreciate it. Even though you are immune, I really appreciate you wearing a mask. So. Well, you know, Mrs. Claus made me some, and uh, they're real pretty. So I thought I'd show it off to you boys and see how jealous you was of my mask. I'm pretty jealous. What do you think, Jason? Uh, well, I mean, I guess it is one could be jealous of a mask. Shut your mouth. Now listen up, boys. Wow. I hear you're watching a movie about a real prick this week. He's, he's, he's a jerk. He's a real jerk. You know, I once was talking to Norm MacDonald and asked him about Scrooge, and that's what he said. He said he was like Hitler. He was a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. Same level. Yeah, so you're going to watch a movie about Scrooge, but the difference with this year's movie, boys, and this is the wrinkle that I think, uh, Jason, you was once in a musical. You're going to like this. I, I'm not going to like this. No, you is going to like this. This is a musical. Yeah. About Scrooge. Now, you have this old man. He's mad and he's grumpy, but he likes to sing. He does. Yeah. So I think it's going to give you boys a good Merry Christmas. So I just wanted to stop in. I wanted to say hi. I wanted to give you your gifts. Jason, for you, I got you a pocket knife. I, I, I don't need a pocket knife. I'm not 13 anymore in Boy Scouts. No, you're going to use that pocket knife. And Brendan... Jason, it's I, Santa. Be grateful for your gift. Yeah, no... Thank you, Santa. That's right. You're welcome. And for you, Brendan, I've got uh, a six-pack of condoms, because I don't want you reproducing, son. (laughs) Fair enough. And also, you're only going to get laid six more times in your life. (laughs) Yeah, so enjoy that. And uh, until next time, I'll probably be back next year. I might be back. You might even hear a little bit from me a little more this year. Who knows what's what's the future's going hold? I'm sorry. I just hit my phone on the table. Even Santa got to have a phone. You know that. You're getting more and more southern as the... As well, the- you know things change. I'm, I'm from all over, you know, and when you're from all over, your accent will shift sometimes. Right. Or you could be dead, because I, I know dead be people de- do that, Well, that's too. it. That's it. I mean, I'm, am I alive? Am I dead? I mean, those are questions that ain't for me to answer, uh, right. uh, but what I want to say is that I really like the television show Bonanza, and I recommend that all people watch it, because it, it truly, it truly, it truly... Embodies the Christmas spirit all year round. So I'm going to say to you, Jason, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Santa. I'm going to say to you, Brendan, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. That's right. And uh, uh, if I don't see you when I see you, then I'll see you when you ain't seeing it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, Santa. And to all good night. Fuck off. Well, there he goes, Santa Claus. Back off into the sky. He's got a few weeks ahead of him. But he's going up to the spirit in the sky. In the sky. That's where he's going to go. Well, when he dies? Well, he's not really dead or alive, as he okay. said. Yeah. But that's not for us to discuss. It's not for us to discuss. What is for us to discuss, Brendan, is this week's movie, 1970s, Scrooge.
That's right, that joyful music means that we are going to talk about 1970s Scrooge. And before we get into the plot, because, mm. I mean, this is I don't know if any of you guys know the plot of this movie. <laughs> it's very complex. It's complex, and I'm sure you've never seen another movie like it. Um, I want to point out that in the opening credit sequence, which we watched, you didn't, because yeah. uh, fuck you, I guess. We're special. Um, did you notice anything... Um, uh, that stood out about the animation, the the design. Well, it was painted, wasn't it? It was a lovely painted, hand painted uh, credit sequence, which is nice because you don't see that very often. Well, and and it was designed by Ronald Searle, and you may remember Ronald Searle's name um, from the guy the guy who created the source material for the Saint Trinians movies. Oh, yeah, neat. So it had that same kind of look as we got in uh, the Bells of Saint Trinians with those with those characters that we saw at the beginning. I once knew Alistair Sim. Sure, surely I'll do a Christmas Carol movie. <laughs> Well, it's funny that connection because there was a Scrooge movie with Alistair Sim, and then Ronald Searle, who did the the work on Bells of Saint Trinians, which he was in, mm-hmm. then went to came to do this. So it's, it's all an connected interesting, man. It's an interesting connection. There's, count all the votes. Stop the count. There's red strings across the wall right now. That's right. Charlie Day is freaking out. <laughs> um, but yeah, we are going to talk about Scrooge 1970 because we talked about the um, 1951. Yes, the classic dark. Uh, approach to that story starring our friend Alistair Sim, who was fantastic in that movie. Yeah. So we were talking about the 1971. We have, uh, in the title role in this movie, we have Albert Finney Mm. as Scrooge. Whom you might remember from 2001's Gosford Park. Well, not on this show, but (laughs) maybe one day. Just in general. Yeah. Uh, But we talked about him. We talked about Saturday Night and Sunday Morning. Mm -hmm. We still have a couple other movies. I know we have at least one more movie on the list with him in it. Um, So, I mean, this is not the end for Albert Finney. My 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 only friend. Well, the the end has already come for him. Well, Finney, well, so. okay. This is not the podcast end. No, for no, we're not going to kill him. Um, <laughs> we also have a couple of familiar faces. Um, we have Edith Evans playing the Ghost of Christmas Past. Mm-hmm. We have a lady, a lady. Yeah, yeah. We got to talk about that for sure. That that caught me off guard. Um, Patty Stone as the Ghost of Christmas Yet to Come, who we don't really see because I mean it's just, just a, a Grim guy Reaper in a robe. Kenneth Moore as the Ghost of Christmas Present. Jason, do you remember where we saw Kenneth Moore? Kenneth Moore, Kenneth Moore, dum 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 da dum. Uh, close. That's that Dennis Moore. Never mind. He played uh, Ambrose in uh, Genevieve, the friend, oh. the best friend. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. He was much younger in that movie. His laugh in this movie was not the same. No. He was, he was much sound. more boisterous, I would say. Yeah. We have David Collings as Bob Cratchit, Richard Beaumont as Tiny Tim, Anton Rogers as Tom Jenkins. Lawrence Daysmith as Mr. Fezziwig, Kay Walsh as Mrs. Fezziwig. We've seen her in a few things. Mm. Um, and then last but not least, of course, Jason, we have Alec Guinness Alec as Jacob Guinness. Marley. Yes, he plays a ghost. Yes, he movie. shows up very briefly um, mm. in, like, I think two scenes. Yeah, and his face is in a door. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, his face is Classic in a door. Classic Alec Guinness move. <laughs> That freaking elegant is putting his face in a door. <laughs> what if I were to put my face in the door? <laughs> <laughs> I've not put my face in a door for a long, long time. time. A long time. Not since Kwai. <laughs> but Jason, um, Santa kind of told us right off the bat at the beginning mm. of this show, but this is a musical version a of Scrooge. Christmas musical version of Scrooge, starring a number of songs composed originally for this movie. Now, I don't know your stance. I know my other co-host, uh, the podcast I host called What Were They Thinking? Cheap ah, plug. yes, Mr. Nathan. Nathan is not uh, does not care for musicals. Mm. Um, what is your stance on them in general? I am a very particular 
fan okay. of musicals. Okay. For so me. Only like Les Mis <laughs> and Balto. Is Balto Classic. a musical? I mean, I well, it sounds like it could be. I, I would just assume any I'm Disney. I'm a dog. <laughs> Is it a Disney movie? I'm leading a sled, a sled <laughs> to freedom. Guys, the, don't sue me. The problem is with musicals for me is that musicals tend to vary in kind of two ways. It's either like if it has good music that, that I sing, that I can sing to myself, that I enjoy, that's one type of musical. And and in that category, I put stuff like I was in My Fair Lady in high school. So and I love My Fair Lady. Brag. I played Colonel Pickering, if uh, I've not mentioned it before. And surely I have. Um I love My Fair Lady. I love Jesus Christ Superstar. It's one of my favorites. It's just so good. Um, Chicago was a very good musical. I don't go back to it, but I did like it at the time. Are you time. talking in terms of the movies? In terms of the music, in terms of their production as a musical production. But but in terms, but like you're watching the movie. I'm watching. The, I'm not watching the stage. Okay. Show. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No. I, I uh, here in the Maritimes, we don't have a whole lot of opportunity for non high school productions of musicals. Although I have seen, I did see a production of Jesus Christ Superstar in Halifax at the Neptune Theater many years ago, hmm. and that was quite enjoyable. But the other end of it is that there are <laughs> the musicals that feel like they're in the category of like Planet of the Apes, the musical from The Simpsons, or the Betty Ford musical from the simpsons like okay. where it's just it seems so ridiculous and unnecessary and scrooge is kind of leaning toward that for me hmm. um because the music i have so very little memory of and which is funny because i know when i came in today you were singing uh one of the songs from the movie uh, about thanking people i think uh yeah um i was singing i was singing one of the songs that was uh nominated for an oscar mm, actually mm. so there you go yeah. so but yeah this is this is I would say to someone who hasn't seen this movie, and maybe this is blowing my water early, but um, think about the story of Scrooge. Now, imagine in your head what that would be like as a musical. Mm -hmm. There. You don't need to see the movie. God save the queen. No, 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 no. Don't you dare try to sneak out of here early, son of a bitch. Um, but literally, think about what you think the musical of Scrooge would be, and that's probably what it is. Yeah. And that's kind of what it was for me. Now I, I want to get to the to the main the main thing here. We got to talk about this right. right out of the gate because we have Albert Finney as Scrooge. Yes, and of course we talked about the I don't know if you call it the original film, but it was the the previous film we talked about had uh, Alistair Sim. Can can I tell you a, a short anecdote uh, from last night? Sure. Uh, I was watching the movie and my my wife uh, was in and out and she stepped in and she's was like, watching. "Where are the Muppets?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, no, she's watching the movie and she sees Albert Finney and she goes, "Man, he's so old." And I looked it up. Albert Finney was 34 when this movie was made. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so good on them for the makeup and good on Albert Finney for being the hard-drinking English sort that he would uh, contribute to looking like an old man at age 34. Three years younger than I am, mind you. Oh, that, 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 okay. That's it. It was an anecdote, not a joke. <laughs> it was no punchline. No, no, I was just, I didn't know if you had more. I didn't want to no. cut you off. I appreciate that. Um... Yeah, well, actually, that's okay. Well, that, maybe that's the first thing we should talk about then, because Albert Finney in this movie, like you said, he's only 34, which I had to look up because when this movie starts and we see him as Scrooge, it doesn't look like makeup to me. Mm. It looks like he's an old man playing an old man. And I was like, in 1970, was Albert Finney this old? He died like <laughs> 10 years ago. No, Not like, even, like, like, like a few years like ago. A few years ago. So he's already like... 70 and he died yeah. when he's like 108 like what's going on <laughs> so yeah i looked it up and i was like oh he was 34 because i knew in saturday night and sunday morning he was like 20 yeah um and it couldn't have been and he couldn't have been that much older than that and then of course you see that he 
plays himself as an old man mm. and he plays himself as a young man. Yes. Um, and I think that that aspect of the performance, he does perfectly. Mm. I think he's belie- very believable as an old man and I think he's very believable as a young man, obviously, because that's how old he is. Mm. Um, and I never even got the sense that it was the same person, like the same actor. Yeah. I don't know, but I don't know about you. But when they were on screen together, like when he's looking at himself as a younger man, I never got that awkward thing where it's like, "Oh, it's the same actor." It was you definitely got the sense that the younger Scrooge was more more virile, more energetic, but also had the same deep cynicism and grumpiness, yeah. for lack of a better term, uh, running through him. But even though the performances were quite different. What I think this movie does is this movie really shows the breadth of ability that um, Albert Finney. I almost said Albert Brooks. Every time I hear <clears throat> Albert Finney's name, by the way, I just think of that fake... Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry to cut you off again. Please, I, I think of that fake SNL sketch where uh, Bill Hader is playing Peter O'Toole and he's like, one time Albert Finney and I stole a train. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, fake SNL sketch? So was it like Friday's I, doing an SNL sketch? Oh, an SNL sketch. I just <laughs> meant like it's not a real yes. interview with Peter O'Toole. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought they did interviews on SNL. Weird. Um... You son of a bitch. Albert Finney, yeah, yeah. So this movie, uh, in contrast to Saturday Night and Sunday Morning, uh, well, not in contrast, but like in in conjunction with, shows his range. Because Saturday Night and Sunday Morning, we have him playing this very like young, angry, subtle, um, you know, the the but the, the the kitchen sink drama type thing, you know, very very heavy. And then we have him in this movie, and he's playing a much much broader character, a much more cartoon. Uh, I would say a more cartoonish version of Scrooge. Yeah. Um, but he's good at it too. He he nails it. It doesn't feel like sometimes people go big and it doesn't feel right. But Albert Finney's a guy who can go big and it feels right. Like he, yeah. he just he gets it down. And and this feels like a movie where you should go big. Yeah, this, yeah. It's, well, it's a musical. It, it's it's about very Scrooge. It's very yeah, exactly. It's very rare to see a subtle musical. They don't tend to exist. <laughs> yeah, I mean maybe Le, Le Miz. Mm. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I'm assuming it's subtle. Le Miz is more subtle just because, as I understand, with that movie, uh, which I've not seen, but they they did all the they actually filmed them singing on set yeah so they're actually singing in the movie which is interesting it's a little different vibe i imagine well that and uh and and the apple are the only two yeah absolutely uh the apple <laughs> no for real that and uh, the a star is born remake yes. are like the only two i've heard where they actually done that and mm. i as far as the star is born it worked out great um i haven't seen the other one i haven't seen Lee Miz. well it's okay Neither sorry don't at me. This is a British mu- British movie podcast. Is it a British not music a, podcast a, now? Even if it was a British music podcast, I don't think like, this is a British musical, is it? <laughs> I'm pretty sure Victor Hugo was a Frenchman. I mean, Anne Hathaway is British, right? Uh, probably. Okay. Have we seen her tits in the course of this uh, podcast? She's not British, number one. Okay. And number two, yes, she's been na- naked in movies. Yeah, but not in movies that are on this list. No, because she's not British. Yeah. Well, I mean, but we've seen American actors and no, actresses. No, we haven't. I'm sure we have. No. <laughs> and don't say Robert De Niro. <laughs> he doesn't count. Mm. He's British at heart. Robert De Niro? Come on, he's French. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I am uh, Robert from De Niro. Uh, from Nero, I guess. <laughs> De I was, Niro. I was about to say, how am I funny? And I was like, that's Joe <laughs> <laughs> But Scrooge, 1970. Mm. Yeah, so Albert Finney. I do agree with that. I think Albert Finney is, ha- is yeah, he's playing very broad and in a, in a good way. I think this character needs that kind of... Uh, that kind of uh, performance, especially where it's positioned as a musical. Whereas we had Alistair Sim playing it very dark yes. and sinister and a little more subtle. Absolutely more subtle. But uh, that was a different kind of movie. Absolutely, yeah, totally. Like, that was a darker movie, I that think. That was a very different take on the yeah. on the, the story. 
Whereas this is a little more, a little more poppy. That was a much more grounded movie, I would yeah. say. This is much more, again, what you would expect. And I mean, it's not quite a Hollywood musical, but it's on its way. Well, let's let's take a listen just so we can get a give people a sense of the music in this movie. Let's listen to um, uh, let's listen to Albert Finney singing uh, at the top of the movie about how much he likes people. I hate people. People are despicable creatures, loathsome, inexplicable creatures, good for nothing, kickable creatures. I hate people. I abhor them. When I see the indolent glasses sitting on their indolent asses, gulping ale from indolent glasses, I hate people. I detest them. I deplore them. Fools who have no money spend it, get in debt, then try to end it. Beg me on their knees, befriend them, knowing I have cash to lend them. So there you go. That's a uh, Scrooge um, singing. That's a uh, Scrooge singing right off the bat. I hate people. I have a question about Mr. Scrooge. Mm. Uh, to paraphrase Robert Klein, once speaking of Ruth Buzzy, what does he do? Is he a money lender? I think so. Because I, I never got, because uh, it, it occurred to me while watching this movie, I never thought to ask, what is it that Scrooge actually does? He has a lot of money. But it also would seem weird in his character to want to, like, lend it out to people. I know he would make more money back, but he seems to really like having money. He does, I think. But I think that's the thing. I yeah. think what you're saying is the key there. Like, I think he's a he, he loans money, but he has ridiculous interest rates. And he's exploiting the need of mm. this money from everyone. Because everyone else is clearly very poor. More than just being kind of a shitty guy in personality, that would help explain why people really don't like him. It's yeah. not just that he's an asshole. It's that he's the loan shark of the neighborhood. Right. <laughs> um, I do think that, listening to that first number too, I do think this accomplishes one thing that I do like about musicals is that every song is like, I know you said that you don't really remember a lot of the music, but mm. every song tells you something about the character or the mm. story. Like he hates people. Well, well, I mean, yeah, he hates people, but you get a sense of his character, right? Because you hear he's thrifty, he likes collecting loans, stuff like that. So you, <laughs> It's like all he likes. Yeah, so you know right away like who he is, what he does, what his purpose is. Whereas I think I feel like some musicals, the numbers are just so frivolous. I would like to see a version where he's like going around breaking people's knees, like straight up old school, like kind of loan collector shit. Like do a modern, like, well, if I was a studio executive, I would say let's do an urban version of it and cast a multi ethnic cast in there. Yeah, uh, and 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 in doing so, make it more violent just because. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Why? Why are you George Lucas as the, as the studio exec? Look, uh, well, I've I've been thinking about branching out into other other uh, productions. I was gonna call it uh, Urban Wars. Urban Wars. It's uh, sort of if you've ever seen the uh, Necromunda uh, series from Warhammer, it's sort of like that. Except instead of uh, underground drug fueled gang wars, this will be on the surface. But in Chris Dickensian Christmas times, gang wars. <laughs> Come here for the for the British film discussion. Stay for the ridiculously deep cut references that Jason makes that eight people get. Two, sh- two sugars. <laughs> and that's literally a reference for two of us. For, for, for Brendan, us. Yeah, just for Brendan. Just for me. But I appreciate it. I love it. Yeah, so Scrooge is a real prick. He is a real prick. And again, I just wanted to play that because that's basically our introduction to him, along yeah. with all, all the obvious stuff that we've seen in every christmas carol adaptation because this doesn't deviate too far from the established formula 
Except for the fact that they don't explain a lot. Like, I feel like in Scrooge with Alistair Sim, we got a sense of, like, where his frustration came from. There was there was more kind of, like, history Context. a little bit. Like, we saw him and uh, him and Marley the first time they're, like, opening their own business and his all gold, that sort His of golden stuff. lab dog? Yeah, yeah, Marley and him. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, That's that, why Marley's dead, because he had to... I assume Marley had to be murdered by Luke Wilson. I assume he had to shoot him, like, in, in fucking Owen Wilson. Yeller. What I said? Oh, Luke Wilson. Oh yeah. Well, maybe Luke Wilson came in and shot the dog. <laughs> Owen Wilson couldn't do it, so he called his brother. <laughs> that is yeah. Twisted. Well, I guess I could do that for you, Owen. Oh wow! Could you could you shoot my dog? I mean, of course, anything for you, bro. Anything for you. <laughs> it sounds horrible. I don't want. I didn't even want to see because it is horrible. Listen, I didn't even want to see the regular Marley and me for that very reason. <laughs> I don't want to see this like old Marley and me movie. <laughs> Why well, don't Why don't we let the thirteen year old kid down the road do it? <laughs> Teach him, get, put some hair on his balls. Oh wow, that'll be great! Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> we get so sidetracked. Yeah. So we, we got Marley. About? We got and, Marley. And, and Marley shows up, and Marley's a ghost, and he's played by the late great Alec. Oh, Guinness. sorry, no, but I was gonna say, yeah. So we don't get that. We don't see their history no. really. Um, we don't even really see like his his kind of um. Because he has a nephew, Harry, right? Mm. Um, and he, and Scrooge is kind of like... Uh, Which I believe, did we see the nephew in the previous version? We did, yeah. yeah. But he's very, he's very like, standoffish yeah. um, in both versions. But I feel like in... He seems much more fun. Like, he seems much more like, oh, Uncle Scrooge, come on now. I think he's like that in both. But I think in this one, whereas in the, in the Alistair Sim version, we saw, like, his sister get very sick and die. Mm. And that's why he kind of, like didn't even want anything to do with her son because it just reminded him of yeah. her. Whereas in this one, we don't really get that. No. Like it's it, more his, his main reason for being a shitbag is he's a, was jilted as a lover to some extent, not even jilted, but like she was had enough of his shit. Well, no, I'm just talking about his sister because yeah. his sister in this one, we hear in like one line yeah. that she died. But we don't really get so it's like lip a sense. service to the book, basically. Yeah, we don't really get a sense of like that's that's the whole reason why he's so standoffish with Harry. Yeah, like we get. Yeah, I feel like in the Alistair Sim one, that's very it's more like contextualized. Like I feel like it's more like apparent. Yeah. Um, but in this one, it's very like, oh yeah, and then he just doesn't like him. I mean, and it may be a question of this is by 1970, everybody knows the story of A Christmas Carol to some extent. I guess. I, I just, mean, that's a smaller detail that maybe I wouldn't have picked up on. But you know, you, you think about our parents; they probably watched variants of this movie a million times on tv growing up i just feel like it's kind of underwritten yeah well take it up with the writer all right he's probably i'll take it up with the canvassing board there you go yeah absolutely call in make your comments talk about scrooge yeah anyway so yeah i just think it's uh they they leave out a lot of context clues Mm. out of the the flashbacks when when he goes to see the past i mean we don't get a lot like we just get that oh there was Mr. Fezziwig and he held these parties. This feels to me like a Cliff's Notes version of the book. It is, but it's also a whole different tone as yeah. well. I mean, obviously the book is a morality play. The Sim version was a much darker like approach and really like even a deeper morality play in some way because it's just it's harsher that way. Yeah. This one, this is a musical. This is meant to be like a feel good Christmas movie, so it's maybe taking a broader approach than uh, a different version would. I just feel like even though it's taking a broader approach, I just feel like there's not enough there to truly understand everything. I don't need like you know, I don't need three prequels. Like I don't need the Star Wars this shit, but like. No. It just feels like there's part of it missing. Like, yeah. I feel like it's like, it, I want to know, I mean, I know because I've seen other adaptations, but I want to know why Scrooge is Scrooge. Like, and mm. I don't feel we get a lot of that. We get the scene where um, his his girlfriend, um, 
who he's planning on marrying, but then obviously, you know, doesn't, mm. uh, breaks it off with him because she says, you know, you're you're too obsessed with money. Let's she has him pegged, by the way. Yeah, well, let, let's play that scene just for a second, and then we'll talk about it. I've come to say goodbye. I'm going away, Ebenezer. You will not see me again. Are you going to marry me? No. I'll find another love to replace me. She's much more desirable than I am. I have no idea what you're talking about. This lady here. How shall I ever understand this world? There is nothing on which it is so hard as poverty, and yet there is nothing it condemns with such severity as the pursuit of wealth. You fear the world too much, Ebenezer. All your nobler dreams that I loved, I've seen die off, one by one, until only the desire for gain is left. I'm not changed towards you, am I? Yes, you are. Your promise to me was made when you were poor and content to be so. You were someone else then. I was a boy. You see. Your own feelings tell you that you are not what you were. I see that all too clearly. And so I can release you. Have I ever asked to be released? In words, no. But in a changed nature, yes. In everything that made my love of value to you, yes. If you met me today, you would not love me. I would, I do. Shh. I still do. I'm trying to listen. Isabella, I find it impossible to discuss personal affairs during business hours. Now, please. I mean, there's that scene, and we get a, an idea of why she's leaving and why why she's abandoning him, but, like, we don't get anything leading up to that. No. Like, there's there's not even, like, one quick scene of him being, like, you know, seizing power or something or yeah. being given a job and suddenly making a change in attitude. Like, it's just like, just like that. Yep. Again, I think the filmmakers are just relying on the fact that we all know the story and hoping that we fill in the blanks so that we can get through this bullshit and back to the singy singy. <laughs> I do feel like it, you know what, get through this bullshit and back to the singy singy feels like it was a script note. Yeah. Uh, from an executive. Yeah. Can, can we get back to the back singy singy? Back to the singy singy, guys. Back hey. to the singy singy. Oh, George, get out of here. Listen, I like musicals. I've, I've always wanted to do a Star Wars musical. I, I wanted to do uh, American Graffiti, but uh, they, they, Ron, Ron, uh, Ron got busy. So what I decided to do was I CG'd Jar Jar Binks as the main character in American Graffiti and turned it into a musical. Special edition out today on Blu-ray. Check it out. Two sugars for my Coke. By the way, I'd buy that. Yeah, of course you would. <laughs> you wouldn't? You would buy a recut of American Graffiti with Jar Jar Binks in the lead. Well, I am a completionist. Wait, you gonna own every American Graffiti? That's right. I gotta have every copy of American Graffiti. Oh, every there, version. I mean, there is a movie called More American Graffiti. Mm, um, mm. I've never seen it because I like uh, not hating myself. But yeah. I mean, what am I talking? I've seen movies probably. You've worse probably than seen that. Grease too. I love Grease too. Oh, I'm not gonna lie. It's <laughs> fantastic. It's so stupid, but it's great. Wonderful. Um, but yeah, so there's that. Um, what do you think of the, uh, we, we should talk about, because you brought this up, the Ghost of Christmas Past is played by a woman. A woman. I was shocked and appalled <laughs> that they would give a lady this sort of heavy role to play. Well, this traditionally male role okay. of a ghost, because uh, we all know ghosts have penis. Ghosts and Ghostbusters have all have penis. penises. No, no, they have penis. Oh. Is, Singular. They okay. share one. <laughs> well, that makes a lot of sense, yeah. actually. No, I mean, there's only one to go around, so everybody gets a turn. And that was your breakdown of the Republican Party. <laughs> Everybody gets a turn. 
Yeah, no, I thought that was crazy. Especially, like, I mean, not that 1970 was, like, you know, fucking <laughs> things were, like, crazy shit was, uh, was, Ill- was legal or whatever. But, like, it does seem, um, like, sort of an antiquated time. Mm. And to have a female in this role was kind of interesting. Yeah, no, because the, the 70s was was really when the, the, the new feminism movement started to pick up, right? And this feels very 60s. Yes. Like, I don't... It's 1970, but it's obviously filmed in the 60s, and it doesn't have that 70s vibe yet. It is a musical that is in the tail end of an era, because in a few years, we're going to see something like Jesus Christ Superstar, which is a rock opera, and is totally different than... Just about every other musical that had come before it. And I mean, only three or four years before this, uh, we had Easy Rider. Mm. Actually, the year before this, we had Easy Rider. And that was like one of the very early movies that pushed the boundaries of the censor. Mm-hmm. That's when we started getting a rated R movies. So this is just like right in the brink of like shifting changes. It won't be long before uh, Fucking Suck the Musical comes out and everybody Can't uh, wait. finally gets what they want. Can't wait. Gonna fuck. Gonna suck. The musical. <laughs> See it at your local multiplex. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I thought that was nuts. Uh, and then, of course, Kenneth Moore plays the ghost of uh, Kenneth Moore, Christmas Kenneth Yet to Come. Moore. I love him in this movie. I love that part. Yeah, no, he he is one of the bright spots in this movie for sure. He's just so boisterous. He's kind of got a Brian Blessed vibe going where he's bearded and loud and has a great laugh and has some good lines. And Jason, I'm going to say this multiple times, but let's hear a little bit of his song. All right. I like life. Well, go on. I like life. That's better. Life likes me. Life likes me. Good, good. I make life a perpetual spree. Perpetual spree. Eating food. Drinking wine. Thinking wood like the privilege to dine me. I like thinking the drink I'm drinking. That's better, Scrooge. I like thinking the thoughts I'm thinking. I like songs. I like dance. I hear music and I'm in a trance. Tra-la-la. Bum-pum-pum. Chances are we shall get a little prize. Well, there's music and love to happiness in life. Why? Why? Because I like love. All right. I just want to mention though, before you go, one just quick thing. At the end of that number, they when they go through the, the they window, smash through the window, smash through the window. It doesn't magically open so they nope. can fly through the sky. They just smash through it, which is funny. But it's also the second sequence we have seen in the movie of Scrooge flying through the air with someone. Right. He already flew through with the ghost of Christmas uh, present. I don't think past he, or past. Yeah, I don't think he flies with the ghost of the future. Ghost of the future is his name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so we get that flying going on. Um, also, I think when Scrooge drinks the milk of human kindness in that dream, it fucks him because he is drunk for the rest of the movie. Like like Albert Finney comes across as drunk or or mentally ill uh, through the rest of the movie. Like I, it feels like Scrooge is having like his first manic episode, uh, especially at the end of it. But uh, props to Albert Finney. I enjoy Scrooge there being drunk and kind of cute. <laughs> He's adorable yeah. in that scene. I do. I do think like. And that's another thing. That's another thing he adds to it. Playing an old man, I feel mm. like he plays like at first he's like obviously wretched. Yeah. Um. But as it goes on, he turns into like an adorable old man. Yeah. Yeah. He and, and uh, the milk of human kindness is known to get people super fucked up. The milk of human kindness. That's what he's drinking because he says it's something you've never tasted before. The milk oh, of human kindness. Okay. Gotcha. 
Yeah, so not only do they, they smash through the window in that scene, but... Okay, and, you know, maybe this would be a good way to kind of segue into talking about the special effects in this sure. movie. Because I think in the in the one with Alistair Sim, I think we agreed that for the time, looked great. Oh, yeah. No, it was... The visual effects in that movie were very impressive. And I think, obviously, it's... I think, honestly, it's the same thing here. I think there This are, was what? 1970. So, when was Superman? Uh, eight years after. So this was eight years before Superman, and already a man could fly. It's just that it was Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah, take that, Richard Donner. That's right. <laughs> this is where you stole it from, Donnie. Dickie yeah. Dons. We're starting the feud right here. <laughs> is he alive? Uh, hey, Siri, is Richard Donner still alive? Siri didn't hear me. Is Richard Donner still alive? I think so. Well, you heard it here first, Donner. Yep. Born April 24th, 1930, so he's like... 90. 90. Yeah, he's 90. I'll fight a 90-year-old man. Let's All do right. this. <laughs> Richard Donner, I dare you to come on our podcast. <laughs> Dick, Dickie D. Dickie Don. Dick Don. Um, but yeah, no. I, I think the flying scenes are just as good as they are in Superman. What if we got Richard Donner and Richard Lester on the podcast and they finally had it out? Jason. I, I think Richard Lester might be dead. but J- Jason, I think... We would go to the top of the Spotify charts. I think we would. I, I think, think people are waiting for that confrontation. Like that, that Fresh Prince reunion just happened and Janet, Janet Hubert showed up and they like had their, uh, they made up. What if we finally settled the Lester Donner debate? Guys, Will Smith and Janet Hubert, friends now. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, I think, I think that would be the episode people, I think that would be the entry point for everyone. All right. So folks, if you know uh, uh, Richard Donner or the corpse of Richard Lester, or, please. Or if you can, or if you know the person who made that uh, holograph for, um, or hologram for uh, the Kardashian family, yes. of their dad, if you could do that for Richard Lester, sure. and then we'll get Richard Donner on the show. I'm sure he goes on Zoom calls all the time. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll do it. We'll do the confrontation. Hey Siri, is Richard Lester still alive? So we're, this could happen. All right, never mind the hologram, guys. We're not paying for it. <laughs> Mexico's going to pay for the hologram. We just want Richard Donner, Richard Lester oh, on the hologram show. of Alec Guinness to referee. <laughs> Here we go. I had nothing to do with. Superman. I like. I just like the idea that we're going to pay for a hologram on an audio podcast. That's right. That's just how baller we are. <laughs> Big baller. That's right. I think the effects are very good. I think also like the the stuff with Alec Guinness because we need to talk about Alec Guinness. Mm. I mean, he's in this movie. He plays Jacob Marley. He doesn't have. I mean, Jacob Marley, I mean, I think he had a bigger part in the other Scrooge movie we talked about, but he doesn't have much of a much of a role in this no. one. Um, he comes in and kind of gets the ball rolling. Yeah. And I feel like we should listen to a little bit of Jacob Marley. You don't believe in me, do you? No, I don't. Why do you doubt the evidence of your own eyes? Because I, I've had a slight stomach disorder. Has undoubtedly affected my vision. You're an hallucination. Probably brought on by a, a, an undigested bit of beef or, or a blubber mustard or a crumb of cheese or an old potato. Yes, that's, that's what you are. You are an old potato. You do not exist, Jacob Marley. It's humbug, I tell you. It's a lot of... Absolutely. But why did 
So I just enjoy watching Al get his. I think, uh, by the way, that sound of the clanging was the the hitting, him hitting like the chain bars together, and I think that was cool. He was hitting a padlock onto the keys that he had for the padlock, and my question was, why does the man have this big padlock, but also carries the keys for it? I mean, he lives dangerously. I, he could just he could take off his chain. Jason, this is the same guy who built a bridge for the Japanese. That's true. That's true. I shouldn't call them the Japanese. Well, that's what like, they are. Okay, I feel like it's a bad thing. For to, Japan? The Japanese people? For the Japanese empire? I feel like leaving out people sounds Well, bad. the Japanese people is a little more broad. You said It's like, because you, you include the people wait, wait, now. Wait, wait a second. It's a little more broad. So what you, yeah. what you say you got to include like Japanese like so, like road signs? No, no, stuff? I'm saying... <laughs> No, I'm saying people is too broad. Oh, okay. I'm saying you got to say the Japanese Empire. Jason, we don't call them broads anymore. We call oh, them women. it's a broad, it's a broad generalization or a generalization about broads. Ladies, oh, ladies and gentlemen, Jason has just stepped out. Joining me now is guest co-host Andrew Dice Clay. Ah, hickory dickory dock. I got a mouse to suck my cock. Oh, and canceled. See you later. I got a show in uh, the Saurus. Prince Edward Island. I gotta go quarantine for a couple weeks. Bye bye. <laughs> very, very topical. Mask sucking. Bye. I gotta say too. Um, I I think Al Guinness's brief time in this movie is wonderful. Oh, he's great. He's clearly having the time of his life. I mean, sure. I I think he looks like he's having a ball. Um, I will say though, I did. I was a little disappointed that he didn't get a musical number. I would have loved to seen Al Guinness sing a song. That would have been fun. Uh, you look inquisitive. I do. I'm trying to think of what I wanted to say. Um. There was oh yeah, and in that scene, I like that Scrooge just immediately dismisses this very uh, uh, prominent ghost as a hallucination, and that makes me wonder a little bit about Scrooge. Like he, what did he eat that fucks him up way worse than like any acid or mushrooms I have ever done in my life? I've never seen Jacob Marley when I've been on acid. Well, I mean, and you do that every week, every single week, all the time. <laughs> oh, all, every time when we record, just exactly. before you drop it, you drop some acid, and then drop you start a little talking. acid, and then I'm in the proper mood for this podcast. Well, I mean, have you ever thought about maybe when he's saying like crumb of cheese yeah. or like old potato? Maybe that's slang for Could, an acid. Yeah, it's, it's old timey Dickensian <laughs> slang for all the drugs. A ball of dope. You didn't say that. You said a crumb of cheese. Yeah, old potato. I'm assuming just a brick of cocaine. Absolutely. Yeah. That's <laughs> oh man, you see Scrooge on cocaine. Woo, baby. Wait, I'm on cocaine or Scrooge is on no, cocaine? No, I said you see Scrooge on cocaine, oh. woo baby. Oh. Imagine. Oh. Spending no money. <laughs> I mean, we have the same the same thing happens in the uh Alistair Sim one. He says, No, you're just undigested food. You're not yeah. you're not real. Um, so that must have been a problem back then, hallucinating from undigested food. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if it's ever happened to me. No, I can't say that I've ever had, like, heartburn and then seen the ghost of a friend who died many years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, apparently a real problem in Dickensian times. Real problem in Dickensian times, times, for sure. (laughs) By the way, this movie takes place, according to Scrooge, in 1860, which was the same year the uh, uh, U.S. Civil War was kicking off, uh, the first secession. In fact, this this was Christmas Day, right? 
So the first uh, secession of South Carolina was only like three or four days before this. Are you saying they should have like cut to that in the middle I'm, of the Yes. Movie? In fact, there should have been a B-plot of like what uh, Scrooge's cousin was doing at the battle of, or you know, in, in the South Carolina legislature as they argued for secession. <laughs> this episode is off the fucking rails. <laughs> now my great uncle Scrooge back in England is the sort of man who understands that a man has a right to his own property. But that's why you should vote for secession today. <laughs> Can we, can we go, let's go back to the movie for just a second. Oh, fine, whatever. Um, I just want to talk about, we talked about the special effects. I want to talk about the design of the movie, too. Yes, it is a very beautiful movie, is it not? It's a beautiful movie, and there's so many moving parts. Mm, yes. I found, like, there's so much going on There's the a cast time. of hundreds, it feels like. A lot of cast, a, lo- a huge cast, um, lots of extras, mm. and, like, just the, like, just the props themselves are constantly moving. And, and... and one thing I do want to mention, Jason, is I would like to play the game that's in this movie at some point uh, in my life, uh, and it's called uh, the Minister's Cat. And I just want to I just want to play a little clip of uh, the game, the Minister's Cat. I'm pretty sure this is from a Family Guy episode as well. Okay, well I want to play it. All right, let's do it. The Minister's Cat is a lonely cat. The Minister's Cat is a languid cat. The Minister's Cat is a lordly cat. The Minister's Cat is a lazy cat. The Minister's Cat is a ludicrous cat. The Minister's Cat is a lascivious cat. The Minister's Cat is a... seems like a fun party game that's a bunch of adults sitting around in a room in their sunday best singing the minister's cat is a naughty cat so what you do jason is you say the minister's cat is a and then you go through the alphabet so you start off with a yeah um everybody goes around until someone gets stumped and then you start and then you go with b and then you go with c and so on until one person is left i I figured that i just want to explain to the listeners what they know i don't think (laughs) i think our listeners know how to play the minister's cat oh okay um but no, it seems like a fun game. Also, I should note in that clip when you hear Scrooge yelling and like cheering on, they can't hear him no. because this is him visiting the present. Him being drunk and, and yelling at them and they can't hear him. And it's probably yeah. for the best. Um, but yeah, the production design. Great. Yes. Love so it. colorful. So beautiful. The sets are wonderful. Like you can't, they, they, they spent some money on this movie in 1970 and really made it. Um, it really is epic in that way. I mean, epic movie isn't the right word, but it's it's just, it's very big. Yes, much like epic movie, it is a yes. parody of the summer's blockbusters. I actually felt, there were there were times in this movie where it felt on the verge of being a parody movie. Like, it had just gotten up to the wall, and if it had made the joke, like, it would be there. You could make the parody movie just by putting the joke in a few places in this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> were you surprised by the... Now, I was like, the movie was pretty much going the way I thought, expected it to go for the most part. Yeah. Um, you know, follows all the beats of the Christmas Carol. 
Uh, sorry, a uh, Christmas Carol. Yes. Um, but I do think that later on in the movie, when we get to the uh, the ghost of Christmas yet to come, mm-hmm. which of course is like a Grim Reaper, when he falls into the grave and we yes. get that whole thing, he goes to hell. Yeah, that was some Willy Wonka shit right there. That, that, that was, was metal. Twisted shit. By the way, in 1970, <laughs> this shit was rated G. Yeah. There is like, there's, there's a few curses. There's him going to hell. Yeah, but they're like old timey curses. That's like damn an ass. Like, yeah. You can't yeah. get away with that in a G rated movie now. Well, I mean, if you said it right. <coughs> they were talking about a donkey in a biblical movie, I bet you. Jason Shrek is rated PG, okay? No. You can't, you, you can't get away with anything in a G-rated movie. And that's movie. only because onions have layers, and we don't want children to know that. <laughs> and now and now movies get rated with spice for smoking, so. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, it's, sh- you know. It should, really. Honestly. I had a great idea, by the way, for okay. uh, uh, a sci-fi show. Because one of the one of the aesthetics I love in sci-fi is yeah. uh, the alien aesthetic. Like, the kind of grimy, everybody's smoking. Mm-hmm. And I thought, what, what would be a great show is, like, a sci-fi, like, the, it's a group of people on a ship. And they're just, in the first episode, they're all constantly smoking. And it eventually turns out that they're on the run for, for having stolen cargo. And their cargo is a carton of cigarettes. It's just like crates of cigarettes. And over the course of the season, they have less and less cigarettes. So as the story progresses, they all get more and more crazy as time goes on. And they end up eventually killing each other over cigarettes. And who have you pitched it to? Uh, well, you, number okay. one. Yeah. Um, I have a meeting with Steven Spielberg on the weekend. Um you notice that I'm just looking at your uh, your mm-hmm. notes yeah, here. Yeah, sure. Um, it's spelt P-H. That yeah. threw you off at all? Yeah. No, no. That's how it's spelt. Okay. Now, he assured me. Okay. Okay. How did he assure you, Jason? He told me. He said that's how it's spelled. Was it via Zoom so you could see him? Uh, look, we we communicate mainly through uh, WeChat, so I don't know how you talk to your producers. Like on the Nintendo Wii? Yeah. Yeah, okay. absolutely, through the WeChat. And it, which is weird because it doesn't exist anymore, and I had to hook it up to a custom network to be able to do this. But right. it, it's all pretty legit. Yeah, Steven Spielberg only only does, only communicates via WeChat. Yeah, well, it's because he's always playing Roblox, the game he made for, uh, not Roblox, uh, uh, Boomblox. He, he's always playing Boomblox. Oh, okay. Which I is thought, the game that he helped make for uh, the Wii. I thought you were going to say Duel the video game. What? Oh, don't tempt me. I want it. The color purple, the video game. Getting chased by a fucking truck for, like... 56 hours, I'm yeah. down. Do you think he'd make a video game of the color purple? Well, is Whoopi Goldberg available? <laughs> I hope it's not like the Jurassic Park game where you can choose which side you're on. <laughs> mm, yeah, no, I mean, let's not have a Velociraptor mode in the color purple. No, that would be terrible. You don't want to play Michael Fassbender in 12 Years a Slave, no, the video game. No, no. Do you want a cat of nine tails or do you want a... <laughs> do you know what I was just going to ask you? What's that? Another Michael Fassbender movie they sure. should make a video game out of is Assassin's Creed. <laughs> See, now, I thought you were going to say, uh, uh, the, what's the one with Timothy Chalamet he's in? Oh, no, you're thinking of the one with Timothy Chalamet yeah, yeah, and uh, Army Hammer. Uh, Call Me By Mike- Your Name? Oh, that wasn't Michael Fassbender? No. Oh, Army he Hammer. He would have been good. By the way, best name in Hollywood, Army Did Hammer. Did Michael Fassbender ever play a gay guy in a movie? Probably. I mean, he could. I don't know. He's got the look. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> In, in that he's very clean cut and uh, well well groomed. Oh, okay. That's, that's I mean, not that's... not that all gay guys are clean cut, well groomed. I'm sure there's some slubby gay dudes out there, but he just has the look. <laughs> I thought you said slutty for a second. <laughs> yeah, that too. Schlubby, <laughs> slutty, gay dudes, slutty, slubby, <laughs> and slutty. They're all slutty, <laughs> slutty. Look at these slutty gay dudes out here. Jason, I will go. I'm, I'm dead now, so I can be on the <laughs> podcast. I'm finally here. I'm going to go on record right now and say this is our most off-topic episode of all time. 
My name is Sean Connery, and I've always loved slutty gay dudes. Not because I want to have sex with them, because I just respect their game. Ah, oh, it's good to be dead, finally. Open hand. Open hand, closed heart. You bring a wife, they bring a gun, and then you die, because that's the wrong way around. Security, get him out of here. I'm going, I'm going. I'm going back to heaven. They can't kick me out of there. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Shrek Connery. <laughs> why is why is Sean Connery in heaven? I didn't think that's where he'd end up. <laughs> At least purgatory. Tur- turns out, actually, that Jesus, Scottish nationalist. <laughs> Can we go back to Scrooge? I mean, yeah, okay. Let's do it. All right, all right. It's back to the movie. <laughs> I mean, at this point, I just want to play. <laughs> Again, the most off the rails episode we've ever I done. I don't know. Well, I guess I, I was going to say uh, Avengers, but like we stayed on topic with Avengers. We did, and we kind of planned for that to be ridiculous. I think we <laughs> actually had some genuine... <laughs> It's Christmas! Hey! No, let's uh, let's listen to... Okay, we gotta talk about... Because this movie has an Oscar-winning musical number. Yes. An Oscar-nominated musical number. Is it number. The thank you song? Yeah, so let's listen to a little bit of that. Because I really like that song, and I want to listen to it. And I want you all to listen to it. Just want to note, this song is... It sounds very joyous, but yes. we should note the background of the song. Yes. So he goes to the future, or what could be. Yes. Um... And the spirit shows him that everybody's very joyous and singing mm. this happy song, but yeah. we learn that it's because Scrooge is dead. Scrooge is dead, and I assume that as soon as they're all done singing, they're going to go raid his uh, shop and take all his money. Right. But so he he believes that they're all singing this genuinely about him. Um, thank he, him. Which he, he can't even, he doesn't see the casket, so he doesn't know he's dead. Right. But they're clearly mocking him this entire time. To the point where dude, main dude who's singing is dancing on Scrooge's casket. Right. <laughs> it's done for, the staging is done very well. Oh, like, this is probably the most interesting scene in the movie as far as the sheer number of people and the, the how good they all work in tandem. Like yeah. the, all the dancers in this scene are great, so. That our unanimous attitude is one of lasting gratitude for what our friend has done for us tonight. <laughs> and therefore, I would simply like to say... <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much. That's the nicest thing that anyone's ever done for me. I make a double dutch. But my delight is such I feel as if a losing war's been won for me And if I had a flag, I'd hang me flag out To add a sort of final victory touch But since I left me flag out home I'll simply have to say Thank you very, very, very much Thank you very, very, very much very much thank you very much and that's the nicest thing that anyone's ever done for me it sounds a bit bizarre but things the way they are i feel as if another life's begun for me and if i had a cannon i would fire it to add a sort of Thank you very, very, very much. 
my favorite part of that scene, Brendan, is uh, actually a little further on when he kind of breaks off from them and they all keep going in the distance and the music slowly fades out as they're all singing away from him. I just it made me it just made me laugh. I just love that. <laughs> I also like the scene where they're 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 continuing that song and a woman comes out and she's like, "My baby's trying to sleep." Yeah. And they're like, "Thank you Thank very much. much." And as soon as they pass, which by yeah. the way is not far no, enough, no, that baby would have woke right back. Up. Yeah, they're like, "Thank you very much." That's the nicest thing that anyone. Let me let me rephrase what I just said. That baby, assuming that baby was an narcoleptic baby and immediately fell asleep the second they went by and started again he would have woke back up right yeah, <laughs> yeah. assuming yeah assuming, assuming he was an narcoleptic baby right well i mean that's a good but assumption. also if he was an narcoleptic baby why would that lady have gotten so mad because she would have known he would have fallen back asleep at some point he would have just passed out isn't that the plot of baby's day out yeah the, the baby's narcoleptic that's why he ends up in the construction site just uh, being flung around on girders launched around like he's a fucking uh, ball Guys, if you want to see a movie, and again, way off topic, but if you want to see a movie about a baby lighting a gangster's crotch on fire for two minutes, I do recommend Baby's Day Out. Baby's Day Out is a great movie. Uh, you should add that to your repertoire. I would do that as a double header. If you want to do like a 90s double header, do Baby's Day Out and Dunstan Checks In. Coming soon on my other podcast. Absolutely. You got, oh, you, ooh, yeah. Have you guys done Baby's Day Out? No. Wow. A, that's on my list. It's It's been on my short list for that's a while. That's a movie that I feel like I saw too many times as a kid. <laughs> I definitely had like a VHS of it. Yeah. And yeah, I watched yeah. it like a million times. I feel like I was forced to watch it in school as well. Oh, what? Yeah. Then it was, it was like, oh, or, well, it's a movie about a baby. Or, so were you studying like the acting subtlety of Joe Pantoliano? In no, that I just had lazy fucking teachers, Brendan. That's what it was. <laughs> okay. Oh, you mean like the teacher I had that one that I said one day to, Hey, um, I know we're talking about history and even though we're not talking about, you know, Romans or Greeks, I have the movie gladiator taped off the movie network. Should I bring it to school? To which he said, yes. How old were you? This was like grade seven or eight social Your teacher's studies. Teacher's fucking awesome. He, he's like, I'll show Gladiator. <laughs> fucking right. What a great movie. Yeah, it's been a while, but I'm sure oh, it's still so great. Good. I love that movie. Still. Oliver Reed, man, in his final role, and we don't see him wrestling by naked, but he's still pretty good. I still think Russell Crowe should have won for a Beautiful Mind. Don't you think Oliver Reed would have made a great Scrooge? I mean, he would have made it for a drunk Scrooge. Yes, but but just a just a fucking hateful Scrooge. I think he could have done it. But would he have been believable as a gleeful, nice Scrooge? Mm, that's the thing. If we got him drunk enough, I think, <laughs> and, and and naked and wrestled. What what if what if the ghost of the the future was uh, Alan Bates and they had a wrestling match? I, again, I'm I'm sold. Not done. Get Ken Russell on the phone right <laughs> we now. We could CG this. We could deep fake these people. It'll be you and me. Well, you and me will have a naked wrestling match, and we'll deep fake Oliver Reed's face onto my body and Alan Bates on yours. Can I just say, just just to continue this trend of us not talking about Scrooge, um, the wrestling match from Women in Love. Yes. I would love to deep fake Randy Savage and Ricky Steamboat. Yes. And then tell, and then everyone, because every wrestling fan, every casual wrestling fan, knows it's a classic match, mm-hmm. and maybe not all of them have seen it. Yes. And then just show them that. Show them that. Yes. <laughs> this is the I like match. that. It'd be the the Rick Rolling of the new wrestling generation. <laughs> <laughs> be like wow there's a lot of like psychological uh there's a lot of like psychological stuff in yeah, this like, yeah it's, it's weird how they had those moments at the end when they just kind of like express their their mutual uh uh intimacy with each other really progressive yeah, for 1987 yeah. wrestling <laughs> wrestlemania 3 was a triumph wrestlemania 3 was sponsored by the uh the the lgb uh, sponsored by glad got nominated for a daytime emmy that year yeah Oh, back in WrestleMania was during the day. It ended during the day. That's right. Good times. <sighs> okay. Well, Jason, we talk about the ending of this movie where Scrooge learns his lesson. Yeah. He comes back and he's very nice and he's yeah. very happy. And uh, what I really like here is that 
you know, three of the musical numbers that we previously heard. We heard I Like Life, which is the one that the Ghost of Christmas Present gets him to sing. We heard Thank You Very Much, which is a very dark song. And then there was another song we didn't uh, listen to on the clips, but it was uh, Father Christmas, where the kids were harassing him. Yes. uh, Harassing Scrooge, calling him Santa, which I guess was an insult. (laughs) But I like how in this scene at the end, those songs come back, but they're totally different contexts. Yes. Isn't yeah, that it, it all comes back together. They were thinking ahead. But isn't that interesting? Like those songs come back, but they're like now you hear them and you're like you think joyous. It's interesting too because usually when you think of a musical, often they have like a medley at the beginning where it's like an overture that you'll go through kind of the the overall musical strains of the movie. Even Lawrence of Arabia had one. Yeah, Lawrence of Arabia has one. Um in Jesus Christ Superstar, you you hear like the opening bits of all the songs in yep. there, you know, throughout it. Uh this is almost like that's at the end instead. Like it's like taking everything that's happened in the movie and then brought it all together into this kind of one big like track of, of, of recontextualizing everything that's been sung so far. That's what I mean. I don't think I've ever heard um, a musical do this. And like, that's, a, that's a neat thing to do. Right. Yeah. That, that I took note of that because I was like, whoa, this is something I didn't expect. Just take those songs yeah. and just like now we're, to, now we're saying the exact same words almost. They change a couple things. Yeah. Um, and they have a totally different meaning because now he's saying thank you very much because Scrooge is like, I'm forgiving all the debt. And they sing Father Christmas because he dresses as Santa. And they're singing, um, what's the other one? Uh, uh, I like life yes. because he really does like life. He's he not being forced to say it. Yeah, so an ironic sing. It's yeah. a legit, genuine. I see a question. Sure. You ever wonder um, what happens after this movie? Oh, I thought you were going to ask me if you wonder if I wonder what happened after death. <laughs> oh. Which I know because we've seen A Matter of Life and Death, so we know what happens. We know what happens. Everything... What happens after this movie, Brendan? Actually, I can tell you, in my mind, I was just, I was literally thinking about this as you were talking. And okay. I think what happens is that Scrooge has like a week of manic uh, uh, ex- existence, and then he goes back into a depression and he's a shitbag again. Well, I mean, I want to I, I want to see I want to see what you think of this interpretation of what happens after after the movie ends um, with our old friend Daniel DeVito. I'm collecting alms for the spendthrift drunken sailor's home. You were so generous last year. We just thought that maybe you'd be interested. Well, I'd love to, but uh, uh, to be honest, I'm having to limit my Christmas uh, presents this year. I'm going to give to the orphan's home, the old folks' home, the fund for the war widows, the smallpox infirmary, the home for the mentally infirm, and the street marionette playhouse. It's little puppets on the street. Sir, those all sound like very worthy causes, but, sir, these sailors, they, they often go out and they spend all their pay in one night drinking and whoring, and then they come to us and, 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 and they are full of hope that we can provide them with some more to drink, and, Mr. Scrooge, you just don't know how painful it is to look into their little bloodshot eyes and tell them, there's no more grog in the barrel. You have to face Christmas sober. What do you people think I am? I'm only human. I mean, well, how many? How much can I give you? And never enough. It's it's just never enough. It's a, this whole holiday is nothing but humbug. It's humbug. I'm telling you, it's a humbug holiday. Oh, just gotta chill. Oh, what am I saying? Oh, it's not humbug. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not. What did I give last year? Ten pounds. Put, you were by far the best donor. Put me down for eight pounds this year. Well, uh, well, you know, the sailors could get drunk with eight pounds, but I think they could get really drunk if you gave them a little bit more. All right, put me down for ten pounds. Ten pounds. Oh, thank you. God bless you. Okay, God bless you, Bye, Mary. Mr. Scrooge. 
he gives too much, and then he's out of he's out of resources, and people are hounding him to pay for the drunk sailors. Those those bloodsuckers coming for him, and he was right in the first. So it turns out Scrooge was right in the beginning, and the rest of it is a lot of horse shit. You should you should do nothing but make money. That's what society has taught us. Just this a, movie is anti-capitalist, Brendan. <laughs> wow. I uh, did not expect, but I'm not surprised by this rant. <laughs> uh, by the way, that was a that was Danny DeVito on yes. Saturday Night Live, circa 1988. I was going to say, which obs- you can always count on Brendan to pull out an obscure Saturday Night Live sketch. Hell yeah. So, Jason. Mm. Um, I mean, I think we covered it, but we I, I know we have bits and bobs. So, we're going to take a brief little break, and we will be... Right back. Age of Radio. Jingle bits, jingle bobs, jingle bits and bobs. You've got bits, and I've got bobs, and I've got bits, and you've got bobs. Hey! Bits and bobs, here we go. He has literal stacks of coins, Brendan. He has a little device for making stacks of coins. If ever there was a most, like, stereotypical representation of a miser, there it is. Uh, my uh, first bit, or Bob, whatever you want to classify it as, I'm not here to judge. That's up to you. Um, they got me for a second at the beginning when they had all those kids singing, um, and that guy popped out the window, and I thought, is that Scrooge? Mm. And then he just gave the money, and I was yeah. like, oh, that's not Scrooge. That was nice of them. It's like, what, what I laughed at, because it it's like, oh, these kids are singing. Here's some money. Now go away. Yeah. <laughs> Scrooge, however, doesn't take that tack. Scrooge fucking... I love this bit. This is one of my favorite bits of the movie, just for just the acting choice of... He gets up when he hears the knocking and the singing. He immediately pulls a drawer out, takes the drawer, flips it upside down, puts it over the money that he's been counting on the table so nobody can see it, and then he walks over to the fireplace and grabs a fire shovel and walks to the door and then begins to swing it at them and I didn't uh, notice, drive them off. I didn't notice the money thing. That's great. <laughs> it's great. It's wonderful. Just, so, just for the off chance they can't see in the house. I have a question for you. I think you are in the same boat with me as we're used to seeing Albert Finney as an older man. Mm. Did you think it was off-putting that like he's playing an older man and that is not what he looked like as an old man? Like Albert yeah. Finney as an old man did not look like this. No, so, Albert, Albert Finney as an old man looked more like Michael Gambaugh. Yeah, so seeing him in this made up to look like an old man. I was like, that's not Albert Finney. It's, it's very similar to if you've ever, and you haven't, but if you've ever seen an episode of the original Star Trek called The Deadly Years, Never. the uh, uh, Kirk, Spock, and McCoy get infected with a disease that increases their aging rate, mm. and they wear makeup to look like old men. So and, they get Jack disease? Yeah, pretty much. And uh, exactly. Rob Williams shows up. He dances around. He buys them some porn. Bill Cosby's there. Everyone likes to forget that it happened, but it happened. He was there. He was a ghost, but he was there. Um, and he was a dad. He was a dad. Uh, but yeah, but it's funny because like the, 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 the William Shatner, DeForest Kelly and, and, uh, uh, old Spock, I won't say Leonard Nimoy, but old Spock, old Old Spice, that's, that's what Spock's nickname, old Spice. Um, they look like they look way older than they ever did alive and, and D and Leonard are dead now, but Shatner is still alive and he's got an amazing weave. And uh, it's he must he must comb it when he's on Twitter arguing with people all day every day for no reason. I love his Twitter. Oh, his Twitter never ends. I don't know how he does it. I don't know how the man can handle it. He's in his eighties. That's a lot of stress to be arguing with people all day over bullshit. Even when he's right, it's like man, knock yeah, it off. See, I don't think he stresses. I think he just types it and laughs. I think that's just his life. I think he's just always been like that. That's why mm-hmm. people are uh, put off by him. He yeah. loves to argue. <laughs> he does. Uh, what if William Shatner was in a movie like this? He played Scrooge. I think he'd play a good Scrooge. Yeah, I, he'd be all right. I think young young Shatter would make a good uh, Cratchit. <laughs> Spirit, you sh- show me the way. I, I don't know uh, what to do now. Tiny Tim, 
bearing him upon my back, he's only 45 pounds. By the way, we didn't talk about Cratchit at all, but they have a musical number too. Yeah. Um, and it's fine. And Tidy Tim sings his fucking song. So much so that I mess- I was texting with Jason last night. Yeah. By the way, Jason, I'm going to bring our personal Please life to the podcast for a second. And I asked him a question. <laughs> Jason responded with, I have time. Tiny Tim is singing. Yeah, but I guess with that bit, I will say that I do like the callback to that. Um, when we see the, the future and Cratchit is at Tiny Tim's grave and we can hear Tiny Tim's like ghostly singing in the background of that same Christmas song. Yeah. So that was a nice little moment that was quite creepy. Um Scrooge is kind of the original incel because he really doesn't seem to like women. I mean, it was that one woman that kind of like nailed him and then decided to live her life. And he just decided that that was women's problem. And I I get that vibe from him. I like uh, I like the shot of uh, Cratchit lighting a bunch of candles at the end of his musical number. Cut to Scrooge putting a candle out. Yes, yes, because you wouldn't want to waste that uh, candle wax. I just thought that was a nice transition. You get the sense of the characters immediately from that. Just that shot. Everybody keeps singing. He interrupts a puppet show to audit the pu- the puppeteer. <laughs> what an asshole. Uh, there's a blonde kid in that group of boys that has really big teeth. <laughs> okay. It just stood out to me. Yeah, Blonde Joe Biden. Bad uh, bad uh, haircut, too. Okay. Well, Joe Biden's got veneers now, so it's uh, it's all fake. Okay. Um, the bells, the bells. When, when, uh, when uh, Scrooge is eating soup, he kind of is hunched over it like he's Gollum with the ring. Which is which is appropriate given his character. Like he's very much of that same idea of it's his precious, his well, I mean, maybe not the soup, but his money certainly. Do you think you know what? I wasn't even going to mention it. It didn't even cross my mind. But I wonder if Andy Circus pulled anything from Scrooge. Not even necessarily this one, hmm. but just like in general, because yeah, he has that kind of hunched over. Yeah, look. that that if if he didn't, I would be surprised. Uh, yeah, I'm sure he's seen the movie. He's British. Andy Circus has seen five films in his he's life. Seen this exactly is five, and they're all John Cazale movies. <laughs> Oh, just his entire filmography. John Gazelle's entire filmography. Yeah. He, he really likes Deer Hunter. And Pootie uh, Tang. Yeah, and Pootie Tang. <laughs> Number six is Pootie Tang. Yeah. He's like, it, but, but it would be better in his mind if John Gazelle was in it. As Pootie Tang. As Pootie Tang, absolutely. It'd be very controversial. Uh, when, when Alec Guinness first comes in as Jacob Marley, he walks into the room, and I had like a thunderball moment because it looked like he was walking through water really slowly. Oh, and, and you're like, just, no! Just, no! It just made me laugh. Your favorite Bond movie. Absolutely, the best one. The spirits uh, flying through the air was pretty goddamn scary. That was scary. cool, yeah. In the sky when they got up that first time. Went Again. For a, went for a fly. Rated G. I'm sure kids were traumatized when they saw I would that. like to think so. I sure would hope. Um, <laughs> three ghosts and three humbugs. What? He gives. He goes, humbug, humbug, humbug. And it's like, oh, there's three ghosts and three humbugs. Oh. Uh, lady ghost, house 70s. I do like um, the bit at the beginning. For the beginning of the movie, he has that giant keychain. And every time that keychain makes a sound, it sounds to me like chains. Yes. So it's like foreshadowing, like like weird foreshadowing until the ghosts show up. Every time he uses that keychain, I'm thinking like, oh, yeah. That, cheese, that, that key is already his chain. Yeah. His chain to his money. Oh, shit. Um, Come over here, you little, you weird little man, uh, says the ghost of Christmas present. And I enjoyed that. That made me laugh. That felt like very like ahead of its time kind of joke in this movie. Ahead of its time. It was just, just like it, it doesn't feel like a period appropriate joke, but oh, I liked okay. it. And, and then later he says, uh, come over here, you, or he says, uh, you're a funny looking little creature. <laughs> I have a question. When he goes to the past, um, why are those kids dressed up in Halloween costumes? Did he only go back two months? 
<laughs> no, I don't think so. Okay. Well, like it was supposed to be Christmas, but like they were all dressed in costumes. Were they like, maybe mummers of some sort? I don't know if mummers is a tradition that sorry. goes back to England. So in, in Newfoundland, and this is for our uh, listeners that are not from Canada, right? Or maybe from Western Canada, um, mummers is mummery is a thing that Newfoundland people do at Christmas, where they go out and they they cover their they, they they dress themselves up and they cover up their identities so they'll cover their faces and whatever and you go to someone's house uh friends of yours and you show up and you change your voice and you sit down and they feed you booze and the trick is to try to figure out who the person is that's in the costume and if they do i guess it's celebration but it's just it's a tr- christmas tradition why the fuck don't we do this i know it's a lot of fun maybe not this year but uh yeah. certainly in future years but yeah, maybe there's the Mummers. I don't know. Did you think... There's a whole um, song about... Wayne Rostad does a whole song about the Mummers. So look it up on YouTube, folks. You know what else I just realized? Um, we have a scene... We have a couple scenes here where young Albert Finney and old Albert Finney are on screen with yeah. each other at the same time. We don't get that in the other Scrooge. But what we did get in Bells of St. Trinian's is Alistair Sim yeah. uh, being on screen with Alistair Sim. More connections. Just saying. And this, this, I mean, there was no, I think, direct, like, side-by-side was there necessarily? Oh, yeah. They were yeah. on screen at the same time. Well, it was very good because I didn't notice any, like, seam. Yeah, yeah. No, no. It was, it was, it, you know, it was done very well. I think we even talked about it in the episode. We, you mentioned how it was, like, it No, looked... I'm talking about this one. Like, I didn't notice any, any... Oh, no, no. Yeah, no. This one, they were on screen at the same time. Um, It looked very good. Of course, 1970, they had more technology than they did when they made Bells of St. Trinian's. But even then, it looked pretty good, so... Hmm. Uh, I, I, the one, one slight discon, uh, one thing about musicals for me is when you have a very villainous character, it is hard to take them seriously when they're singing. Okay. And Scrooge, especially early on is such an asshole that the idea of him singing is kind of weird to me. It just, it doesn't jive quite right. Uh, he hates life because life hates him. Certainly that, uh, pulls into the incel a bit. Uh, I can't get pussy, so all pussy's terrible. Yeah, so That's a song, right? I, yes, absolutely. Uh, so when they fly out the window and they're in the sky, then they come back down, and it's a, a wonderful scene of an undercranked camera showing two dummies crash into the snow. It's very clear, because they just flop down in the snow. It's not a person at all. Yeah. Um, Cratchit's wife is mad when... Cratchit suggests that they drink to Scrooge, and rightfully so. And and that also happens in the scene where Scrooge's nephew uh, suggests that they toast to Scrooge. Mm, mm, yes, which but, I, I don't know why. Like I, I'm like I think we can get it with one of those scenes. Like I don't think we need both. But of course, the woman is the bitter one, and it's and it's, it's the husband who's the rational one who's like, well, no, honey, he's still our, my employer, and we should really drink to him. And, I mean, that's true. <laughs> and then she fucking pussies out on him and gets and lets him have his way, and they drink to Scrooge. I mean, that's true. That happens in both scenes, too. Horseshit. Horseshit. I mean, I don't know, Jason. Was 1970... Do you think a movie made in 1970 could have misogynistic values? Never. Never. Hot Soup Man Owes Me Six Pounds made me laugh. Don't know why. Just a funny line. Uh, uh, the funeral scene is clever with him kind of sixth-sensing that scene and, and not aware, being aware. That, I mean, by that point, he should be aware that he's not interacting with this, but he doesn't seem to get it. Are you talking about the scene where they're singing Thank You Very Much? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And they're um, literally dancing on his casket. And the main guy there, the dude with the uh, top hat, for some reason, in my mind, looks a little bit like Rory Scovel, a very funny comedian from the United States. Okay. Uh, so check him out, Rory Scovel. Uh, I like uh, Alec Guinness's door face. Yes, his door face is quite good. That's I like a, how you put. Uh, the, I'll, I mean, I'm sure you have a few, a few more. My last one is yeah. just that um, when Scrooge comes and puts a Santa hat on the door face, mm. and he's like, "Well, I don't know if it, I don't know if you're there, Molly, but I'm going to do this anyway. Merry <laughs> Christmas." When Sounds Scrooge like, falls into the grave, 
we have a brief shot. We see Death with his hood down, and we see a skeleton, and he's holding his hands up. And for half a second, I and, and, and if I was going to remake this, or if I was going to release this movie myself, I would CG this in. I really wish Death was flipping him off as he fell down. Because he's holding his hands up like, like this, and it looks like he should be just straight up flipping him off as he falls down. Uh, and when he gets to hell, uh, he finds some very beefy, very sweaty men uh, hauling his, his chain. His yes. chain, which is... It, which we learned, by the way, we should know that the chain, uh, the length of the chain determines on how many misdeeds you had or how shitty your life was. And his chain is long and thick. Yeah. Very long, very thick. And they chain him to, a, I guess, a pole. Mm-hmm. Which is weird because Marley's not chained to a pole. I guess Marley's he not He earned as, his ghost wings. Well, Marley's not as evil, but again, we don't see that because we don't get anything. Exactly. Uh, uh, so when he wakes up, he starts singing again. Uh, he almost ha- hangs himself on the bed. His bed sheet is wrapped around his neck, and that's what's giving that him the trouble in the dream. A little bit of dark ending. A little bit of dark ending. And it could have been very dark, because when he's singing the song, he sings the line, I'll make sure the story ends. And I'm like, wait, what? And then he proceeds to follow up by saying, like, you know, in a way that makes sense. Like, yeah. he, he, That's what he says, in a way that makes sense. In a sense. way that makes sense. <laughs> I'll make sure the story ends in a way that makes sense. <laughs> but but just hearing that first part, it's like, oh, God, what are you going to do, Scrooge? Are you just going to kill everybody? You just hear a, you just hear a gunshot in the credits. Yes. Uh, again, he wakes up and it sounds like it feels like he got drunk in his sleep and he's still drunk. Yep. Uh, He's drunk with glee. I laugh when he says, I think I'm going to like children. <laughs> Doesn't have the same uh, context these days. He also learns the, the joy of consumerism because he goes out and buys everything in that toy store. He does. And he's very happy about it. And and again, this movie uh, was anti-capitalist originally, but now near the end, it's getting back into showing us why capitalism is perfect. Right. Uh, and it, that's spending money on things. Consumerism. Triumphs. I mean, he does buy food for people. Yeah, but he really enjoys buying the toys. Yeah. The food is secondary. Right. He just wanted to get that kid out of his face. Here, go buy the biggest turkey and fuck off. Oh, they're going to say, buy the biggest turkey and fuck it. <laughs> and I was wondering if Albert Finney was playing him as drunk or if Albert Finney was just drunk on set. I feel like he was probably a professional. I, I, I don't think he was drunk on set. But Oliver Reed was a professional. I feel like Albert Finney was probably more of a professional. <laughs> I mean, there's not a whole lot of crazy Albert Finney stories. There's a whole lot of crazy Peter O'Toole stories. Uh, wait, what? Go back to that again? First on CNN, GSA tells Biden that the transition can form. Oh, shit. General, so that was that lady that was kind of holding out in the general. So medicine. it's starting. Yeah. So okay. they can fit, formally start doing Good. it. Good. Uh, and I think that's just about it. Um, weird that the guy from his dream, like in real life, because we see the guy. So in his dream, remember, he's at his funeral, right? And we have that guy singing the song. So in real life, that guy really exists. And that guy really knows that song. Like that mean, song exists outside his dream. Jason, in a musical, there there exists a realm where you have to dis- suspend your disbelief a little bit. I guess these are all songs that everybody knows. Yeah. But that's, that's Scrooge. Yeah, so Jason, I'll just go through a few quick things. Um, it does get nominated for... Four Oscars. Four. Four Oscars. And I did mention me? I did mention one was original song. Do you have any guesses as to what the other three were? Uh, best actor for Albert Fitty? Nope. Uh, best supporting actress for the lady that plays the ghost of Christmas past. Nope. Uh, best, uh, cinematography. No. Best musical score. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So original score, best costume design and best art direction. Okay. Art direction goes to Patton. Costume design goes to a movie we know very well. Uh, Cromwell. No, oh, sure. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Uh, best original score goes to let it be. 
Oh. Which is interesting. Um, and best original song goes to a song from a movie, uh, which uh, we often talk about uh, throughout our 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 podcast. We have a reoccurring segment about it. Sure. It's called uh, "Lovers and Other Strangers." Yeah, well, I mean, you know, lovers, strangers—they're quite similar when you get right down to it. Um, and at the BAFTAs, it is nominated for best production design, but it loses to a movie called Waterloo. Oh, okay, yes. Which we might talk about if we do the, something else that we've yeah, been planning. Yeah, definitely. I would like an excuse to watch that movie. Um, Albert Finney did win Best Actor at the Golden Globes. Oh. Yeah. Hollywood Foreign Press loved him. There you go. So the, thank you. The foreigners. Thank you, Japanese film critics. <laughs> yeah, it's just Japanese people. I don't know how much this movie cost, and I don't know how much it made. I couldn't find it. Sorry. doesn't matter. Sorry. It doesn't sorry. fucking matter, Brendan. But Jason, Scrooge, 1970. What are your final thoughts? Watch the Alistair Sim version. I mean, this is a musical. It's fine. It's colorful. It's it's a good piece of uh, afternoon candy, I suppose. But if you really want to watch Scrooge, like there's plenty of better versions than this one. I like Albert Finney fine, but this movie didn't grab me. It's almost two hours long. Um, Mickey's Christmas Carol is out there. Uh, Muppet's Christmas, Muppet Christmas Carol. Carol is out there. Um, Alistair Sim's version is out there. Yeah. There's another version, isn't there, from like 1930 or something? Sure. It's got like, I don't know. Lionel Barrymore or somebody in, I don't know, I'm trying to think of an old-timey actor that would be in an old movie like that. Fatty Arbuckle. Fatty Arbuckle as Scrooge, finally. Yeah. Yeah. It was after he was accused of raping and killing Of course, that girl. that's yeah. that's when they, that's what made them cast him as Scrooge. Well, exactly. He had the he had the proper dark backstory to bring it to Scrooge. Nothing's more hateful than a rapist. That's right. <laughs> Print it, Johnny. But a rapist uh, getting changed by the spirit of Christmas ghosts, that's a win for everybody. I sincerely hope that movie never gets written. No, well, there's still time. It's only 2020, Brendan. Imagine what 2030 will be like. Harvey's only in jail for a little bit of That's time, right. guys. That's right. He's coming back, baby. <laughs> oh, Harvey and Bob, baby. Cut, cut. <laughs> um... But yeah, that's all I really. Oh, I oh, guess. What I do you should, think? Yeah, about I should get my thoughts. Yeah. Um, I think I like musicals more than more than you do. Sure. I think I like a lot a lot of. I mean, I just, I literally said I enjoyed Grease too. Yes. So um, clearly your bar for musicals is wider than mine. Not in any kind of genuine way, yeah. but I still enjoyed Grease too to some extent. Uh, I mean, come on, Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm. Come on. Mm. Dangerous uh, Minds, baby. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one everybody loves her from. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know. I, I think this was like, this was like fun. Like yeah. it was, it was, a, it was a nice little pleasant. It was a diversion. I'll tell you this. We are at the end of November right now recording this. It was a pleasant distraction from everything that's going on oh, in the world. Oh, for sure. Especially our neighbors to the south. Yep. We love you guys, but fucking get your shit together. I mean, I'm not saying we're better, but... We're better. We're at least a little cooler. <laughs> Sorry, I said it. We're, we're, we're like if Mitch in Days to Confuse had a joint, because then it would be a lot cooler. <laughs> And for a second, when you said Mitch, I thought you were going to be like, we're like Mitch McConnell. Yeah, we're like Mitch McConnell. We're, we're turtles. We're, we're like Mitch McConnell. We're super cool, dude. <laughs> well, uh, I, uh, I love I love cool things. I love going to arcades and <sighs> smoking cigarettes. Get Mitch McConnell uh, out of here. I love uh, Bionicles. Guys, They're if you're... my favorite toys. Any listeners in Georgia, if you want Mitch McConnell out, please vote. Did you play that open source Bionicle open world RPG on the internet? Vote! Wow, Vote, 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 vote in the runoff. I think I'm going back to hell. Goodbye. Thank God. But Jason, we are, uh, we've come to the end. We have. And we're doing something that we haven't done in quite a while. Ooh, baby. But not next week. 
Um, because next week will be, you know, be something, yeah. a little something. We'll we're something not gonna, here. we're not gonna be back. But I feel like we should roll the dice now to get everybody ready for ready what's for coming. the new year. You need to know what we're gonna be doing so you two can watch it. Right. You got you got three weeks. That's right. Um, no fucking excuses this time, assholes. We have to watch these fucking things so you do too. Jason has a personal vendetta. Let That's right. If I had to watch two hours of fucking Albert Finney dancing around like some kind of fairy, well, maybe not a fairy. I mean, he did kind of look well. And he means the literal word I mean fairy. a literal fairy. Yeah. I don't mean that he was gay. I mean, shit, it would have been better if he was gay. <laughs> gay Scrooge? Gay I, bitter Scrooge? I would watch that. But what Jason is going to do right now, and it's because it's time yes. for the dice roll. We're going back to the list starting in January. So January 4th, we return. We will return with new episodes, and we are going to cover whatever movie Jason gets on the dice here. He is going to roll those dice, whatever number that comes up, will correspond with the movie on the BFI Top 100 that we are going to cover on January 4th when we return to you. Now, forgive us, this may take a sec, because uh, we've done a lot of movies on this list, but as uh, to reminder, we have a green die, which is a D10, and we have the red die, which is a D10, that is the ones die. So the tens die, the ones die. We ready, Brendan? I'm willing. All right. Ready, willing, and able. Here we go. We are in the tens. Ooh, we're up top, baby. We've got a lot that we can do here. All right, let's see what comes up. Maybe we get something good. Nine. Well, we've already done Chariots of Fire. All right, well, that's good. Uh, Don't need to watch that one again. Let's try 92. Wow, you just skipped right to it. I did, right, 92. No, we already did In Which We Serve. Okay. That was a good movie. I like that a lot. Let's 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 keep the let's keep the suspense here. Sixty. Sixty. Okay, we got a few. And sixty-nine. As much as I would like to say we're doing sixty-nine next week, we've already done Hamlet. All right. Oh. Don't need to do it again. All right. Let's try one more here. We got uh, fifty. All right. Uh, not a lot in that one. Not much. Fifty-five. We have already done the English Patient, Jason. Oh, Jesus. But we're going to cover it again no. next week. The no. English Patient. I'm out. On it's over. screen. Fuck you. That's what I'm saying. We're going again. Here we go. 80. All right. Nine. We've already done Fires Were Started, Jason. This is just going to get worse every week, folks. It's gonna, we're going to have to start picking. Yeah, we're going to have to start soon. Uh, let's see here. We got 10. All right. We got a lot. We got a lot. Got Come on. 13. We've already done the lady killers. Mm, glad we don't have to do it again. Here we go. We got 30. 30s. We got 36. Okay, cool. All right. I'm, I'm into this. Uh, we are going to do a little film directed by Peter Collinson. And it is 1969's The Italian Job. Oh, Michael Caine, I believe. is Michael fucking Caine. Michael Caine is back again, eh? <laughs> so, Jay- He won't be educating some little tart named Rita this time if he's stealing a bunch of, sh- I don't know, gold, probably. Sure. Yeah, why not? I've never seen either Italians version. love gold. I've never seen either one. I assume this movie is, uh, I assume they're stealing it from the Italian government. Uh, you're correct, because I can't confirm or deny. All right. So we're going to talk about January 4th, Monday, January 4th. We're going to talk about the Italian job. Please tune in, though, next two weeks, because we're going to have a little Christmas tree. There'll be a little you. something to fill your feet up, just to keep you busy. Yeah. Um, but we'll talk about that, and um, I guess uh, I guess until then, you can find us on uh, social media. You can find us on Facebook. Just search for For Screen. And country. You can find us on Twitter at BFI underscore pod. You can find Jason on Twitter at Jason D. McLeod. That's M-A-C-L-E-O-D. Stop on by for Christmas cheer. 
Yeah. I'll be I'll be handing out punch. I'll be handing out punch and uh, talking about the joys of capitalism. That's right, capitalism, baby. Woo! Adam Smith is my god. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I mean, Italian job, January fourth. And I just want to say, oh, personally, yeah, to all our listeners out yeah. there, okay, to you and yours, have a very safe. Very pragmatic holiday. Pragmatic? Absolutely. You want to just be able to do what you need to do to get done for the things that matter to you. Okay. Have a turkey. Have a bite to eat. But don't go crazy, man. Stay home. Yeah. Wear but, a ma- and if you, if you can't, wear a mask. Wear a mask for God's sakes. But most of all, have a merry goddamn Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Joyous Kwanzaa. Happy Festivus to the rest of us. Uh, but Jason. Very solemn uh, uh, Eid. And all the other holidays that I may have missed. But I just have to say to you, Jason, God save the queen. God save the screen. And for Screening Country, I am Brendan. And I am still Jason. Ho, ho, ho. Who's that person pretending that me? That ain't me. That's a lie. That's a goddamn lie. I don't laugh like that. I laugh like this. <laughs> you ever meet George W. Bush? It's because he stole my laugh. That's why you met him is what I'm saying. Merry Christmas, motherfuckers! Ooh, yeah, no. It's Christmas time. There's no need to be afraid.